All right, guys, Kevin, Brett. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey there. All right. So we're going to try this one. Take two. Calgary, <laughs> Calgary Business Podcast. Well, like, thanks for the patience, guys. I don't know what happened. I, I could hear you clearly. And uh, the humdinger of an idea. Let's, we, we, let's start yeah. there. Let's start there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I don't know who explained that one. I think it was Brett. But look, this is episode 169. And guys, welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. Let's get into that humdinger of an idea. Thanks. It's a pleasure. And uh, Alan, I'm going to let uh, Brett describe uh, where we came up with that. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, basically, when we were talking about the original business plan and the yeah. original model of the, of the business itself, um, we were realizing that we were dealing with drive through, which is a, a long historied uh, industry. And yeah. when you look inside any restaurant, you see all these old brands like Hobart that makes all these mixing uh, machines and things like that. And I realized that the customers as well as the restaurants themselves are used to seeing familiar brands like that. So sure. it came to designing the logo, we wanted to make something that kind of had a 1950s feel to it. Um, you know, we have the little rocket ship, which shows motion and things like that. But it was all very much designed to, to give that essence of the 1950s kind of a drive through feeling. And using the word humdinger. Yeah. Um, you don't hear that much anymore, but you know, <laughs> no. it certainly was something you would have said in the 1950s and enough yeah. people, people remember it. Um, maybe not everybody, but enough people remember it that uh, it is definitely catching people's attention. They, they do see that it's hum dinner and they get a kick out of it. So, <laughs> that, that means, Yeah, go ahead. Kevin. Okay. And Hey, after all, you know, it was in the 1950s that the drive-in became popular and here we are, we're uh, reimagining and reinventing the drive-through as we know it. Well, then there's no surprise because my notes, when I, I first looked at your website and I wrote 50s sense of nostalgia, 1950s drive-in movies, you know, happy days, Fonzie, Richie Cunningham, that literally, I start, it jumped out at me when I looked at your website. I appreciate cool. that. I, the humdinger was separate. I didn't, I didn't associate the humdinger with the 50s, uh, but uh, I like that. So look, I mean, like I, I'm just thinking now, contactless, but you, surely this has been in the pipe for a while. This. Yes, it has. Uh, this uh, idea and innovation was yeah. prior to COVID-19. And Brett and I met probably about uh, oh, a month or two before uh, uh, COVID became a reality. Right. And uh, so the original idea, the original concept uh, was to uh, solve a long standing issue with drive throughs and which is, you know, uh, we want to put the fast back into fast food in regards to uh, you want to get in and get out, uh, get your meal. Uh, and the way menus had been uh, compiling and, uh, you know, they, they created the illusion with creating a second kiosk and a second lane. And all that was was for customer retention to oh. get you into the line and make you think you're going to get your order that much quicker. Right. But you, you still have to queue up and uh, you only have the one window to uh, to get your food. So this gives a, a distribution point in multiple uh, locations. I want. I I, I kind of lost a bit of the contact there. Sorry, now I'm back. I'm, I'm switched on. Let's. Go. The the reason you you came up with this was because of drive-throughs. I mean, it was. We're talking. Uh, you're talking lineups or just people having problems. I'm just. I want to go back to that because I I kind of got cut off there. Well, it's it's been a combination of of a long-standing issue. No, number one is, you know. Uh, Menus have become more complex, uh, yeah. and uh, so the ordering uh, is not, uh, you know, just, you know, choosing a simple meal. People are doing custom meals, sure. Uh, so the process is longer, and, and even though the industry has made uh, strides in, uh, in technology to try to 
speed up that process, uh, there's still the age-old problem of the physical aspect of it. They've only yeah. had one lane, one place for payment, one place for pickup. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, they, they created a second kiosk and a second lane, and it gave the illusion to the customer that they were going to get their meal that much quicker. Yeah. And really all it did was it was a way for them to capture more people. A lot of the drive-bys, we'll call them, uh, because the line was so long. So they gave a little bit more room to to queue up a few more people. But the problem is you still bottlenecked into the same single lane to receive your order or to That's make right. payment. That, or the guy would come out, the guy would come out or go, go park over there, bring your order out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, so, and I'm in the construction industry. So, you know, when I was younger and even right up to, to most recent and, and, and today, you know, it's nothing more frustrating when, you know, you wanted to go to your local Tim Hortons and grab a coffee and a donut or a coffee and a muffin and get on your way. Yeah. And you get there and the lineup is out to the road and you're just like, I won't even bother. You just drive by. Hold and on, drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, well, just that, but, but that's the opposite of the, you know, the, the, the old days and maybe, so I bet you're in the marketing, you'll understand it. You know, they leave the lines, the huge lines for the bar or the restaurant and people oh, yeah. are like, oh, I want to be there. And yet yeah. this is the opposite. You don't, because during COVID, I, you, you, to your point about dry, Tim's, you know, literally there's be a queue and I'm like, I'm not going to stop okay. yeah. I, or drive in. You'll just walk in and get the order from the, from the yeah. till. Well, yeah. hey, let's put it this way. When, when your business relies on 75% of your revenue, you know, prior to COVID going yeah. through the uh, drive through window, yeah. why would you want to turn any more away? Uh, it, it, it didn't make sense you know we were adding another distribution point you know because there's issues with you know, shortage in uh, labor um you know sure. and the cost to build a whole another facility to, to potentially double or triple your sales you know I, i'd rather have that in my restaurant and have people say look i'm going to go there and get my food there because i don't have to wait in that line yeah. or i don't have to drive by and say geez i didn't get there in time to get in the line um, you know, I'm going to go to the guy down the street because he's got three lanes. I can get in and out of there and on my way. Yeah. Brett, you want to add to that? Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, when I first came across what Kevin was doing, I'm, I'm actually the CMO for a company called the intelligence factory, which is a artificial intelligence solutions provider. And right. uh, I, I had plenty of things on my plate and, uh, I found what Kevin was doing and I immediately saw that this was something that answered a severe problem with this industry that has existed pretty much since the industry began doing drive through. And yeah, like you said, in the 1950s, it might've been seen as a positive that they had a line around the, the rollerblades. Cause they used to come yeah. up, the girls, the girls would go on the rollerblades again. You, you saw those, those shows, right. they'd show up in the rollerblades and you know, well, they call them roller skates back yeah, then. Roller skates. Roller, <laughs> roller skates, sorry. You're right. Roller skates. <laughs> Come on. In the 50s you or 60s, 70s, when I, when I was growing up, it was the thing to go roller skating, right? To yeah. the, and, and as a date. <laughs> so. That's right. Yeah, okay. there's nothing more romantic than seeing someone fall on their butt. <laughs> but anyway, regardless, uh, when, I, when I saw what he was doing, I, I knew that he had a solution. And at the time, he was actually looking into doing some other things that we'll share with you later. Um, sure. And I, I realized, you know, if we can focus this idea and just really focus in on the drive-through aspect of, of this, this is a solution that is is really world changing. It's game changing for the industry. And again, that was before COVID. And I, I'm embarrassed to say how long it took both of us to kind of come to the realization 
that we were like, you know, this actually is a solution. Um, well, this we is were... beyond beyond meat. Sorry, beyond meat. No, oh, that's sure. a different. That's a, this is beyond food. Like this is. I mean, yeah. this is, goes right into the. If I need my pharmacy pickup or yeah. my my whatever it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it can work for grocery because the system can handle up to five hundred pounds. Um, so you know, we've got we've got a model that that works for grocery stores. It works for retail and uh, most definitely restaurant. And at the same time, it also provides a safe way of doing true contactless uh, curbside pickup. Sure. It's, it's just, you don't have to wait at the curb. You just go through the drive-through and be able to get whatever you ordered that way. So I'm going to give you guys a chance to, to, to touch on that because this is, you know, this is, we're at that point where the, the curbless and AI, you've really touched on two things because for the benefit of, I understand AI, uh, you know, somewhat the machine learning and AI, but I'm, Really, maybe you could, before we go into the touch list, one of you guys can explain to me, how is AI fitting in here? Because this is, this is brilliant. Okay. Well, the AI portion of this is primarily about the ordering process. Right. So, you know, right now, if you go to a drive-thru, there's very few things that have really changed with the drive-thru menu and ordering system since the birth of the whole concept. It's just now it's a video screen and now they can show you know, what's on sure. the menu for right now, as opposed to in the morning where they used to have to go out and flip the menu around or change the words <laughs> on it, things like that. Old school. Um, so, yeah. And the move has been to go towards dynamic menus and uh, McDonald's in particular actually spent a lot of money experimenting with an AI uh, that they were utilizing to try and track vehicles so that they could remember orders. So, you know, if the same person came oh. back, they could say, oh, you, you ordered this or yeah. again. Yeah. And it, good thinking, but sorry, McDonald's, it was it was bad execution because you didn't give the customers a chance to, to make a decision. And um, what we're doing is, is completely different. It utilizes AI. Yeah. Pe- people aren't going to be sitting there going, oh, I'm being tracked or, oh, I'm being surveilled. It's not going to feel like that. It's going to be interacting with the AI interacting with the restaurant in a way that is not possible currently. Um, And this is partially because I recognized immediately from a marketing standpoint that one of the areas where a restaurant might have a problem with what we're doing, since we're taking away that face-to-face human interaction, sure, sure, um, they might not want that because they're losing touch with their customers. And at the same time, Frankly, a lot of customers, if you talk with especially the younger people, they don't really want to see the person's <laughs> face. They don't want to deal with, you know, face-to-face transactions. It's uncomfortable, you know, with the, you know, the people that grew up with cell phones in their hands. Sure. It's, it's not comfortable. So um, they see this as a benefit to not have to deal with a person face-to-face. But we all need personality. We all need life in what we work with and deal with. And, you know, you see Siri and and all the different types of things like that, that these, uh, but this works. This is, I mean, I'm sorry, Brett. I, this is, this is where it gets really interesting because I just listened to not too long ago, the Duolingo founder, and he talked about a thing called crowdsourcing. So what you, what I see, and you you can cut me off anytime after this, but literally what he, they, so when Google, you know, when you get that, that five second, you got to verify you're not a chat bot or you're not a, Right. So yeah. Google threw pictures of digitized books. Initially, yeah. it was letters. You had to say what letter it was. Now it's bridges and roadways and crosswalks. Right. That's so right. let's fast forward. We're sitting in the drive through and, you, you know, there's that, the, you know, you could use that, that sort of crowdsourcing that says, all right, this is a picture of or this is what the person said. So back to your Siri 
and your Alexa, mm -hmm. it, the voice recognition, you could actually do a two-way while you're waiting in the drive-thru. You can just declare, can you just say that, <laughs> what these are? You know, you get people, yeah. that five-second, that five, you could work the crowdsource so they, the voice recognition get perfected. Then you have the, the AI working for predicting food supplies, oh, predicting yeah. movement of traffic, where you need people. There's, I mean, wow. I mean, yeah. And that's, that's the whole other side because, you know, from the customer's perspective, they're not going to know that those things are happening behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. And they, they really shouldn't have to care about that. Um, but from the restaurant side, yeah, they're going to have insights like they do not have right now. And, you know, just earlier today, we were talking with a, another company that handles uh, restaurant insights from a different perspective using video. Yeah. And it's fascinating to see what they're doing, but there's, they can't even slightly approach the level of detail that you can get when you're dealing with machine learning that's actually taking advantage of all these little input points, you know, um, the data of things. Yeah. Yeah. The, the it's data. All about the data. And that data is so incredibly valuable. And companies have not been, uh, up until recently, have not been taking advantage of the value of their own data that they are generating themselves. Nope. And so it's, in it's interesting, Alan, that you mentioned the, the uh, crowdsourcing because part of what the restaurants will benefit from is having the input from these customers where maybe they're asking for something that's not on the menu. You know, maybe McDonald's will get their next best product next oh come on come, look yeah. what, do you, what do you think that pepsi you've seen it i'm sorry kevin yeah kevin, you're still no, with fine. Us? kevin yeah. i'm sorry this is but, but pepsi does a commercial where he comes up and he goes and the guy says is pepsi okay is, uh, is pepsi okay and now pepsi comes in and says is it okay and it's the guy <laughs> you know it's the guy from office the office uh my, yes you know the comedian yeah and it's brilliant you're kidding yeah. me so they're using it putting it in your face so look it People come to drive, and I do it all the time. I joke, can I get a large fry and a Big Mac? And they'll go, well, and they, they know I, I'm not at McDonald's, right? Right. <laughs> literally, you literally, yeah, we can get it. The machine learning, no, no. But see, the word, the nuances, right? That, that nuances, yeah. Alexa's learning. Like Alexa is... is, is it, Alexa's our, definitely getting better, yeah. It's insane. Alexa and I are scary. And in the morning, she wakes up. We have, a, we have an echo here. So anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ke Ke Kevin, are you still there? Alexa, oh, yeah, no, I'm here. <laughs> Well, guys, this is, I mean, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. But well, um, what we've, we've actually gotten to the point with this uh, from the AI side where we're actually referring to it as menutainment because this is going to be a whole new concept in how people interact at restaurants. And this also translates to the online world. So yeah. if, you want, if you want to order at home and you know, go pick it up, quote unquote, curbside, um, you'd still be able to experience the same kind of thing using your phone or using your computer, it would interact with you the same way as the drive-through. So um, the studies that I've done so far on this are showing that people would actually, kind of like when Alexa and, and Siri first came out, you'd find yourself asking it to answer the same question multiple sure. times because it would answer differently. Yeah. Um, same kind of thing could happen where you're going to have people that just want to go back to the drive-through to see how it answers this or how, <laughs> how it interacts with you on this. But that's where the and, crowdsource comes in because you could use yeah. it you could use it to your benefit to refine the algorithm and to prove and the pictures, if they're showing, can you, can I get a call? You know, that might be another element is, can I just yeah. get, can I order well, this? <laughs> well, imagine well, this, it's going to be multilingual as well. So you're not even going to have to, you know, ask for English or Spanish or French. You're just going to be able to go right into your language. It's going to recognize it and it's going to respond to you in your language. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Wait, so yeah. can, can, of course, Kevin's throwing anything because we're in Canada. We've got English, and, but down in the states, you've got you've got Spanish. Absolutely, very prevalent there. So, and a lot of Asian languages, a lot of Indian. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of languages out there, and it's very comparatively very easy to have it be multilingual. It's certainly much easier than it is to try and do that with people. Can we so, bring so Kevin? I want to ask you then. So, sure. how does the touchless or contest contest? How's this going to work? I mean, I want to get it, and somebody's touching it somewhere. And how's this work? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so this was our our caveat that we were looking at is, you know, the way the delivery systems are now, it's by hand. Somebody's touching something. Yeah. Uh, whether they're passing it off to you on the curb, uh, whether it's uh, through, a, a you know, like the new pizza box uh, uh, retrieval systems. They've touched it. It's gone into like a little heater box and you grab the door on the other side. Yeah. But you're touching a handle that tends of other people have touched. Yeah. But what we've done is we've taken the system and, and we've incorporated in the carrying unit that uh, that's um, moved by actuators, uh, both telescopic and horizontal, inside there we're putting UV lighting uh, and also a negative air system to be able to uh, to disinfect everything as it travels from the restaurant to the distribution point. Yeah. And if you happen to touch one of the surfaces by accident, uh, whether it's on the customer side or on the employee side, once the door closes, those UV lights come on and any surfaces that were touched are disinfected. And sure. therefore, you're protected to, to a much greater degree than, than uh, you know, people are claiming uh, somebody running out with a pizza box and uh, handing it to you <laughs> through your car window. And in the meantime, they, you know, they're coughing or whatever, or the people in the car aren't wearing masks. And sure. uh, it's just it, it's, uh, you know, horrific seeing what's happening. Well, there's yeah, that. And people. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Brett. I was just going to say people don't realize, um, you know, like some of these restaurants are saying they've got contactless curbside, but that's impossible because. If someone is actually handling it, then there's contact that's taken place. If they've touched something, yeah. then it's a question of did they put a glove on before they touched that object? And did they touch anything else since then? And unless they're literally putting a glove, a pair of gloves on and handing off the box internally and having someone open the door for them, yeah. or, you know, any number of things, and then they get out to the car, they can't touch your car then. Um, I've I've seen curbside, I've been, I've actually tried it at a number of different locations where I am and they'll come out and just open up your car and put it inside or they'll open up your trunk for you. And, you know, it's nice, it's good service, but in the, in the current pandemic, you can't. And so what they're offering right now is not contactless. This is actually the, the first and only way that you can actually have the closest thing to contactless with the UV lighting that's killing anything that that's on it. That's right. So, um, it makes it safe when, you know, someone did obviously you know, touch it inside. And if your hand happens to touch the inside of the delivery box, it's clean the moment it closes. So nobody else will have any sort of contact with what you just touched without it being clean. You know, it's incredible. Like just listening to you speak about this, it's everything. And you notice that they called it touchless, but I had a guest on earlier was a, the cleaning solution. We're talking about common areas. You know, suddenly mm. the common areas and I'm just that everyone, everything you're rethinking, how you look at that, what you just said there resonates in terms of every single, it's like the due diligence of, all right, are you contactless, right? Really are right. you? And then you could pull that out. All right, here's your checklist or the health authorities. It's a, it's an arduous process to get to cover that. Yeah. And it's beginning to get pretty libelous too, because we've got restaurants that are being sued. We've got restaurants that are suing their insurance companies. I mean, there's like, yeah, everybody's trying to sue everybody because uh, nobody's being protected the way it is right now. 
and so really when when Kevin and I realized what we had on our hands here, so to speak, no pun intended, um, we we felt a moral obligation. Can I say it again? Humdinger of an idea. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, we we felt an obligation to yeah. get this technology out there, and we're quite purposely not allowing this company to be swooped up by one of the big you know, players in the industry, um, because we want this to be something that whomever can use it can adopt it and it can be used to save lives, but also to, to build businesses back up. Everyone's economy's, you know, struggling right now. Oh yeah. The the economy is hurting like a huge, especially the restaurant industry. QSR magazine came out with an article the other day, right? Just in the last two weeks alone, just the last two weeks alone, a hundred thousand restaurants closed their doors and they'll never be open again i mean that's not just uh you know you know oh geez i'm not going to be able to go get my food no that guy that worked there is not going to get a paycheck you know the money's not going to be recycling yeah. the economy it's going to be a snowball effect and no you know, we're, we're we're hitting multiple aspects here and and trying to uh, uh you know keep these businesses going uh keep you uh you know uh well we'll call it pleased or entertained with going to the uh, to the restaurant and being able to get out of your house and, and feel safe to be able to go sure. get your food. So, you know, I just linked to, and I, I'll share you guys the link with it because Reed Hoffman, he's a partner at Greylock and one of the co-founders of, of LinkedIn. And what he was, yeah. what he talked about, and this is really, it's, it's, it's like, it was last week's podcast with Greylock or it's called Grey Miter. And he literally <laughs> said the, the areas, the areas of restaurants, it's, it's, it's really been disrupted. Travel oh, yeah. industry, hotels, and it's rethinking that model. And it's re- you guys are in the contact. You're in that space now. I, and some of that, what he said will resonate because suddenly you have people that can no longer employed, although they want to work. They're no longer employed. They can't be employed in this industry because it, it relied upon the masses of people in, in being gathered. And that's just not going to happen for the, for the foreseeable future. No. That's right. And, you know, there's, there's a couple other companies that are trying in some other markets. Uh, we've got a, a friend, Nathan Kaufman, that uh, is with a company called Tended Bar, where they're also doing contactless. Yeah. Uh, but for them, it's in the bar segment. So it's mixed drinks and wine and beer. And they're providing that as a touchless service, but also uh, enabling it to be an automated system. So, you know, restaurants and, and the obvious places like sports bars and things like that could be sure. doing it. But but they can also stick them in hotels and they might not have the staff to be able to man a bar normally, but with, with their system, you know, they can have a bar and their guests can enjoy that. And this is the kind of thinking that, that we kind of need right now to, to change up what's happened with COVID. Think of the casinos. I mean, that touched us. I mean, I think the way they can get around in the casino is probably through an app. Like you do online gaming, you could just put your bids in, say on a roulette table or whatever, but, you know, you got cards, you're dealing with cards. Oh, yeah. And you're dealing with uh, all kinds of chips. I mean, who doesn't love the feel of a chip if, you're, if you go to the casino? Well, but- <laughs> imagine the blackjack table. I mean, you, you, you know, you can't sit next to somebody. No. Nope. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't know because when I go to the casinos, the chips are only in my hand for just a moment and then they're gone. So. I let the chips fly where they may. I, I let them fly where they may. But, yeah, but, I mean, you think about it. The guy, you know the guy if you're playing blackjack and the guy – you know, he's not taking that card and he's not, you're behind the glass. Right. And people look at each, the, the game, it's a real game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know Brett, we, you, it, they're not very, they're very long, but yeah, that, I mean, the touchless, <laughs> the UV could work. 
the UV could work in, in a place of a casino. And I'm just thinking where there's where you have a lot of handling. Well, it's the, incredible. Yeah. Well, the problem with the UV is is you can't have anybody in the room, right? Yeah, oh, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, because uh, uh, because it it changes uh, on the excuse me molecular level. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so like they use UV lighting in operating rooms for disinfecting, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, it's used in uh, water and wastewater treatment plants. Uh, they have UV banks to, to disinfect the water, but it's, it, you can't have human exposure. So. Well, the money handling as well. You got money handling. This is where sure. fintech fintech's going to come into play, and, and, and less and less cash. I mean, just cash. I did. I, I think I had three hundred dollars in my my wallet for six, three months, three four months, because nobody was like, everybody's all you know. Yeah. And even just the other day, a fruit stand. A guy was literally. I, I'm using this um, uh, square. He's like, oh, I've got right. the app and boom, you know, for, instead of me transferring 20, giving him $25, it was a fruit stand. So yeah, touchless people are getting, they're getting it. They're getting that part. But I want to, yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, here's one of those areas where people miss, uh, they misunderstand and they think they're doing touchless by using a credit card that way. But if you're slipping your card into a machine that's a chip reader yep. or swiping it, it's yep. actually touching all the other cards that went through there. That's right. And, unless you're actually sanitizing your your card after each each and every time yeah um that's another area so like with the touchless ordering there's touchless payment as well yeah so you don't actually touch anything your card doesn't touch anything um that's important as well you know i want to go back to a trend that you probably saw this and and maybe kevin you'll understand it you know the the ghost kitchens last year there was a huge trend in china and in india oh absolutely I don't know if it's maybe I'm not using the right terms. Is it nope. ghost kitchen? Go, ghost kitchen. No, no indoor seating. Yeah. yeah. And so literally you would order from thousands of kitchens. And it was just the people in their home and they were, it's kind of an Uber of the Uber of, right? Really yeah. an Uber of ordering whatever you wanted yeah. and they would use the home kitchens. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, here's the other thing, you know, um, you mentioned that the drive-ins, the 1950s style, you know, Sonic's been that way for a while, uh, but they still have people running out to the car and you're still sure. touching things. And, you know, prior to COVID-19 with the advent of the ghost kitchens, um, KFC kind of saw that trend in Australia. They, they uh, uh, hired a architectural engineering firm to come up with a new design for them. I think they spent around 1.4 million for this design that was basically a reimagined 1950s drive-in. It was a, almost a duplicate of what Sonic was doing. Yeah. And, uh, they had no indoor seating. It was just uh, kitchen only. Uh, they had five lanes for receiving and one drive-up window. Yep. You know, you go back, it just reminds, because I was, read an article recently with Ray Kroc, and he was just going through it. He was selling, he was selling uh, milkshake machines yeah. to, the, to the McDonald brothers. And he went to somewhere in California and, and literally he just wanted to know what was going on. And he went to see their drive and they had this atmosphere. But so got you yeah. guys, this brilliant, this going back to those days. Yeah, no, exactly. Cool. And, and, and there's, you know, it's a win-win on, on, you know, several fronts, you know, for safety, for uh, getting yeah. the food that you like, it's good for the, the workers. It's good for the, the restaurant. So, you know, prior to COVID-19 and, and I'm, I'm, in the process of mod- modifying it now, depending on how much uh, they'll allow inside seating. But I have a, a complete system for the interior of the restaurant as well. Now, go, I want to, there's a point you mentioned earlier that restaurants are failing and you read it in that CSR magazine. You know that, I mean, restaurants were failing when I moved back, I, I was overseas for a long time and I moved back to Calgary last July. And the first thing I heard was, Oh, 30% of all restaurants failed between 2015 to 2016 or 17, whatever it was. But oil prices kind of, I think oil prices had a lot to do with that here in Alberta. Oh, yeah. 
but what what that tells me is there's a lot of F, there's a lot of space retail space that's going to be you know your do you do you have a model where instead of can you retrofit some existing rest if they fail oh I, 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 well if they fail well if they fail i'll have to see why they failed first but uh no, so, I mean the space. I mean the space, the retail space, the yeah, hard, the hard, the hard space. Yeah, we have uh, like as you saw in our, our little intro video, we have a retail model that uh, in, in that depiction there was a, a reimagined uh, grocery store, so or a retail store. Yeah, and uh, it's going to work out beautifully for that that uh, that market. Um, you know, for existing restaurants that, that have closed their doors. You know, if they. The biggest thing with with restaurants uh, and urban settings is the cost of real estate. That's you know, right. If, if you can't get the numbers in, uh, it's not going to work regardless of what kind of system you have in there. So uh, we do have, uh, like I said, I mentioned, um, a automated system for the interior of the restaurant where you can still go in and and sit yourself down. Yeah. But again, it's it, you know in big metropolitan areas, unless something happens with the rent for that space, uh, it's going to be hard to do. Uh, but you know. Some places may do better than others, uh, but again, uh, I think with a combination of systems of having some interior seating for those that still want to get out, uh, we can provide that. Uh, we have a walk-up capability. We have a system for that. Uh, we have a, a patio system, so you can go out onto a terrace or right. outside and have the same system. Uh, the drive-through for the restaurant. We have retail. You know, it, it can be applied to a convenience store. It can be applied to an LCBO beer store uh, you know we have the capacity of carrying <laughs> wait is that an ontario term lcbo uh, sorry about that yes <laughs> like a control board i know yes. brett just can go to any he can just get that at safeway or, or you know, <laughs> we can't get that here we can't get alcohol yet it's got to be a, well i well, like that hey, term. Hey, you know, hey you know in new jersey and maryland they have drive up uh, liquor stores anyway so oh yeah. brilliant <laughs> brilliant <laughs> But so look, the, the, the thing is, when I, you, you're saying something there about that retail and that sort of restaurant and, and sort of that come up, you know, there's, a, there's that whole thing recently is a trend with this, the, what they call the meal kits. And that seems to work well as well. If you did a meal kit and I don't know Whole Foods or who's doing them, but, you know, that yeah. you sort of pop that into your UV or and then it, it comes out the other side. It's like the Jets. Is this like the Jetsons you guys came up with? Were you watching the, <laughs> an old series of Jetsons? That was actually Star Trek. <laughs> Scotty. Oh, man, that's great. So, no, but so the Pantera, it was Pantera, the CEO from Pantera. And he was talking about how they went literally from zero, you know, from how many, you know, day one of COVID, they went shut right down. And they yeah. really had to think all their stores. Yeah. But he said the biggest trend they're seeing now is this meal kits. Yeah. Well, well, a lot of these trends are happening. They're being super accelerated because of COVID. I, yeah. I mean, you know, you look at what Amazon was doing with uh, with their convenience stores that they had. You know, I, I feel bad for them because they were on the precipice of having something wonderful where you could just yeah. walk in and, and not have a person there. But now with COVID, you can't have that. But, you know, our system will pick up where they left off. Yeah. So we can still have that uh, capability, uh, but uh, it, it won't be the, as of what they envisioned. Alexa, and, take uh, note of that, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I just had, Amazon was listening, guys. I just had to make sure. <laughs> I'm ignoring you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. But um, so because the, the whole thing is this, the, um, the touchless contact. I mean, it's important. But then again, you're going to have that human contact. So anyway. As your point, yeah. I think Brett was saying, no matter what, how good your perfect your system is, there's still going to be that human element. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. there has to be. Yeah, but that, you know that, that's what I love about the the, the AI and, and having the character and, and the interaction that uh, makes it entertaining. Uh, uh, Brett, I think you coined it as uh, um, menutainment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, I got to write this down. Menutainment. I heard that earlier, and I so because the the sensors. See, well, this is when data, and I think Brett mentioned IoT, and because I I'm thinking sensors 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 will collect data as well. So oh, if there's sure. a data point. So if this is a really truly contact or there's a warning, you just can't warning. You know, <laughs> you've just touched this thing, but do the warning, you know Mr. I mean? Robinson. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> warning, Will Robinson. Gosh, guys, yeah. I don't know where this is going. I don't know. This is a real humdinger of a podcast. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, because as things can play in, but that evolves. And I think you've probably heard the term, you know, one go vertical with one thing well. If you do yeah. this well, the rest will come in and you bring the AI and, and you bring the contactless. Those are your two, like, what do you, I don't know what you call them, but they're, they're two important verticals. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, everything. Will, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, it, it's, it's, it's amazing to see what's happening, but here's the other thing, you know, we, we keep thinking, you know, a little bit limited, you know, we're Canadian, uh, we're doing an Ontario based <laughs> business, but, but we're, we're reaching out to the United States and it's, this isn't just a, a North American problem. You know, no. just, uh, you know, it's worldwide. We've had uh, interest from uh, some of the Nordic countries, the UK. Yeah, um, it, it's uh, it's a global problem that that people are recognizing and they're looking for solutions and, and they need something now. Right. So. I don't know if you remember the uh, the, gr- uh, the store concept years ago. Uh, there was one called service merchandise. It was like a catalog store where everything in the store, you could see it, you could browse but you couldn't buy anything off the floor. You would actually go to a catalog area and place And the guy would bring it from the back room somewhere. Right, yeah. It would come down to like a conveyor belt. Um, it's kind of funny to me because that was in the 1970s. Yeah. And, you know, the, the model went away because people wanted to be able to pick up and, and take what they had in front of them. But That's right. It, it's actually a model that could come back for like grocery stores in particular because if they were to close off the, the store, number one, they wouldn't need as much space. Um, and if they utilize a system like this, where they could actually have everything done through a drive-through, where everyone's placing orders online and yeah, coming yeah. to pick up their groceries, uh, it actually would be safer for everybody. Um, who knows? Maybe that'll become a model that that re- reemerges because of this kind of technology. You know, I spent uh, we spent seven years in Dubai, or ten in the Middle East, but seven in Dubai. And there was a concept that came up: the restaurant and it, like go back. I'm serious about the the Jetsons because it was this, you'd come and sit and it had loops everywhere or mm-hmm. uh, I, can't, I, can't, I think it came out of Germany, but literally uh, the, these, Oh, you go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I've seen that system in Japan. They used to have it for their sushi uh, uh, restaurants. So it, it'd come in tubes, right. And your meal would come to your table and it was, they were, it was, I mean, that concept, it's got to work some, if you retrofit it. So before it goes into that tube, you've UV'd it, it zaps in and you're at your table. Actually that's, pro, and it was contactless. As it was, it was a bit of a novelty, but if they retrofit that, I think you, you've got something there. Maybe you should talk to the guys in Dubai. I don't know. <laughs> well, like I said, I already have the interior system. You just don't see it on our website. Uh, so basically yeah. everything you see that, that we have in the drive through just so um, imagine this, uh, you know, maybe I'll show you the video later, but, uh, you know, you walk into a restaurant, you see an open table, you can go in, sit down, place your order yeah. off of uh, your app on your phone, a tablet, or you could pre-order and it'll tell you the time and table to go to. You walk sure. in, you sit down, the kitchen's isolated off and may have some plexiglass so you can still see people, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but, but a- you'll have... 
but you'll have the conveyor system much like you have with the drive-through except we we added a a, a third access so it acts like a gantry crane so you're it'll be carried above uh above you overhead yeah, and, the yeah. and the next to your table you're going to have a, a i'll call it a chimney-like structure with that same sliding door where it'll come down and the door will open up. You'll be able to take your food out and the door goes down and the UV lights come back on again and disinfect everything. I think there's a, there's a Star Trek element to it for sure. But yeah, (laughs) but this, you know, this is, it's incredible though. You think about it. It's almost like a black. I don't know if you guys ever watched that Netflix series called black mirror, but all this is sort of futuristic sounding, but it's here. Yeah, Yeah, it's here. It is, it's, it's really amazing. Um, you know, the work I'm doing with the intelligence factory is showing me this too. Um, the technology that we've been reading about and dreaming about for so many years is really upon us. It's not, AI is not, you know, like Terminator level no. <laughs> or anything like that. Um, and I wouldn't expect that it would be, but um, it is fascinating to see what some of these, these systems are capable of doing and how quickly it, it is happening and the insight level that, a, just a machine learning system can provide is beyond imagination. No, I think so, you said, you said it earlier, Brett, about the data, you know, a lot of, imagine the, imagine the, the decades now of restaurants and not yeah. using that data of movement of people, of the food wastage, you know, simple, yeah. you know, the, the simple things like how many forks do they use? How many napkins? I listened to a podcast, the guy, it was only about environmental. And he, he said, we met with the people from uh, McDonald's, the environmentalists came and they, they came in and figured out, you don't need white napkins because they use bleach. So they, they really went through and refined a lot of things they do. You don't need these big bags because of this and that. But that was just on a, you know, oh, yeah. that wasn't even data. That was just objective. It was a subjective information. And, but, you know, if you take the data points of the drive-throughs of the, all those points, it's incredible. Well, if you talk to anyone in the commercial world, they're going to talk, talk to you about digital transformation, yeah. which is, you know, this huge buzzword right now. Um, and many companies, including some of the companies that offer digital transformation to their own customers, don't even really know how to define what that actually is. And really, this is an example of it. It's taking advantage of the data that's there, that's in front of you, that you own as a business yeah. and putting it to work for you because it's, it's actually one of the most valuable things you own. And it's the data. Yeah. It, yeah. The data itself. And likewise, your customers, no matter if you're serving industry or if you're serving you know people at a restaurant uh your customers are going to give you some of the best ideas for your new products and services that you can offer no matter what industry you're in and so when you start listening to your customers you're gaining uh myriads of (laughs) volumes of information and you know without the use of ai and machine learning you wouldn't have the ability to go through all that you'd have to have someone literally listening to hours of audio or something like that, um, as opposed to having the system actually tell you, well, you know, now that we've had, you know, six, 6,000 people in the last three days have asked for this, maybe it's time that we start looking at this. And, you know, those types of insights, they're, they're out there. They just need to employ these types of systems to be able to, to take advantage of them. But that's where that crowdsource, you know, the, in terms of that Duolingo, how he was get he built it out in the, on Duolingo was to yep. get his customers to give them what language they wanted or the words they needed why don't you give us what you the colloquial language and so what you just said i think would work well if you're getting the feedback from your customers to source that how can we improve the service and really use but then the ai would read it and say well this is what your customers are saying and six thousand of them here's the data that supports that as opposed to doing a survey and then it just sits on a piece of paper or whatever yeah well here's one for you um 
I don't know if anyone's ever tried to use American Sign Language at a drive-through, but um, it doesn't work very well. You you can't. You have to drive up to the payment window, and yeah. if if they have somebody, what they do is usually they pick up a menu, a card that has a menu on it, and, and Braille point, or oh yeah, yeah. oh you yeah. just point to it. It's not yeah. you're not blind. It's uh, people that are unable to hear. Um, so they have to point to things oh, on the sorry. menu. <laughs> it's all right. Not blind. If, yeah, if yeah, the person sorry. that's driving the car can't see, that's another problem. But uh, but you know that is an issue, and having someone that could to handle ASL to drive through has been a, a concern yeah. and an issue for a long time. With this system, you would be able to use ASL sign language and have the system be able to understand and Isn't interact with really, you. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason why you could not do an entire order just with your hands, uh, even without sign language. We're, we're relying on a lot of gesture based ordering as sure. well. Sure. So if you decided that you didn't really want to talk to the AI, you could just sit there and swipe your way through the menu. You could point to things and, yeah. you know, hold up fingers to say how many you want. Uh, there's a bunch of different gestures that we're testing, but um, the options are, are limitless. And sure. this is another area where people are going to show you how they want to order. You know, even on the level of what we're doing, we're going to be looking at how people interact with the systems and learning from it and being able to modify it so that it's meeting the needs of the people that are ordering. Well, it's incredible. You talk about the, that whole sort of data because a lot of, and, and this is across the globe, mostly in Europeans and, and Americans and this sort mm-hmm. of data privacy and confidentiality. And, oh yeah. you know, Google got in trouble recently, well not in trouble, but there was one of the healthcare services in, somewhere in the South in the U S and they wanted to set up their own algorithm for their search within that right. hospital network. And they're like, wait a minute, you know, this is the privacy of patient data and confidentiality. But literally, it was going to be the benefit of of not Google, but the hospital. So to create their own search just for within them. Yeah. Right. Well, when you're dealing with medical, uh, it goes into a whole nother world of privacy issues. Uh, But having a person come to a drive through and asking them, you know, hey, do you want me to remember this for next time? Uh, That's how you handle it. Uh, I'm, you know, again, McDonald's kind of fumbled with that one. Sure. Instead of just doing it and scaring them when they come back, <laughs> you know, you ask them, hey, do you want me to remember this for you next time? And yeah, definitely. This is I always order this, you know. So the next time you come and say, hey, Bob, you know, do you. Do you but that's going to go into pre-roll ads, the pre-roll whenever you search. You are, you know, that, that comes into that whole Google and YouTube now. Right. When you do it, you do a search for a hammer and suddenly the next time, you, you know, the word hammer comes up and there it is. There's a new new uh, whatever knack tool or that comes up. Right. And there's, there's a, I'm going to say there's a good way to do it and a bad way. And I think sure. we're seeing with those types of contextual search results and suggested selling things like that online, you see that taken to a bad uh, level where well, if the... you look at something once, you're like, oh, crap, now I'm going to see ads. <laughs> yeah, <it's intrusive. laughs> um, but, you know, with the drive through, yeah. we're dealing with a, a fairly limited number of things that people could order, even in a grocery store. Yeah. Um, that kind of contextual suggestive selling is actually well, Amazon does it all the time. You ordered this, you ordered this last time about three months ago for, for subscription or sort of for just vitamins. Right. Have you used them all up? You know what? I haven't, I haven't. Amazon. Thanks. Send me the order. Alexa, send me the order. Yeah. Yeah. And why not? And you know, having it make suggestive selling like restaurants don't have this as much, but uh, in all of retail, they've got those impulse items and, Now yeah. that's going to be a pain area where they're going to say, well, we want to still have that. And you do, you know, even with using 
a computer screen. Um, you do have the ability to do suggestive selling like that yeah. and impulse buys online. And certainly with the live menu board, that is something that we would be able to do for someone. Uh, a grocery store, you know, if you finished your order, there's no reason why I couldn't ask you, you feel like a little chocolate today? You know, <laughs> well, that, um, yeah. there's no reason why it couldn't happen. Kevin, I want to bring Kevin in because sure. when you went back to the sign language, you know, there was something that came up in during COVID was this, you know, the health officials, they always had the guy next to them, you know, the minister, the health Canadian one and Alberta and, the, and that sign language guy. I don't know if there's one they really profiled and he was, he was so animated in his actions. <laughs> yeah. So look, one last part, one last, there's a Bessie box, Kevin, no relation, but we had in some food, the guy here, one of my guests here, uh, it was called Bessie box. And sure. literally he was disrupting the, he was bypassing the multi layers of distribution of food. So ironically, mm. you know, that, that food to fork or from farm to fork, but it is his Bessie, his Bessie box. I've got Kevin Bessie on the line. We'll put you guys together. <laughs> Sounds good. It could be your relative. Yeah. We'll put you guys together, but it's Bessie with an IE. It's as in yeah. Bessie the cow, not uh, Bessie isn't. But anyway, yeah. guys, look, how can, how can people find you? Cause I, I, I only found you. I don't know how I'm just, how can people find you? Well, the, the easiest way is our website, humdinner.com. Uh, and uh, you know, that, that will definitely give you the information on, on how to reach us. We're also on LinkedIn. And, and yeah. that is dinner, not dinger. Yes. <laughs> not to be confused. The Hummer. The Hummer is now no longer in circulation. The GM made those vehicles. They started. Was it GM? No, no. It was, it was, no, it was uh, GM. It was GM? Okay. The Hummer, yeah. It's no, longer, it's no longer in circulation. So not to be confused with the Hummer vehicle. <laughs> but you, I think you're going to go to the H2. You'll use it. You'll go, this is the H2. The smaller version for your small drive-through. You know those little drive-ins. Like here in Calgary, there's a little drive-in. It's near the zoo, Calgary's. If and, and yeah. probably, and there's it's it's called the the Inglewood Drive-in, and it's literally one smallest thing ever. And they're still there. For <laughs> Fifty years, I can get my milkshake. I can get milkshake. They stick. They turn it upside down, and you know. Oh I mean, yeah. But they're just there's there's still guys around, and I'm sure all over the states, right? That yeah. little drive-through that they're still going to be there. And, oh, yeah, you know, um, that's a, that's something that we're we're also very concerned about is those types of businesses. We yeah. want to make sure they have access to this. And one of the things that we're doing is we're partnering with several different banks that can provide financing for restaurants right. in particular, right? Um, so that they can actually have it installed and start turning a profit before they have to start making any sort of payments. And because of COVID, there's a lot of uh, very very fair and uh, flexible lending that's available and they're very interested in working with us. Um, so any restaurants out there, even if there's just one location, this is something that they could deploy too. So that is the H2 model. That's the H2 model. You've already, you already have it. <laughs> yes. Guys. Well, Kevin, Brett, thank you guys for coming on today. And, and uh, there's some really good ideas here and, and uh, you know, it's, you know, it, there's no, there's no end to innovation and it seems yeah. to be, you've got it. Well, hey, Alan, it was a pleasure for, to, to, to be uh, considered for your show, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us on, Alan. Well, you're giving me a new word as well, menutainment. And uh, yeah, menutainment, I'm going to use that. Sorry, Brett. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, play, stay safe out there and, and uh, have a great uh, rest of your day. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Yeah,